2: Core, cool. he's he's a freelancer you know so I mean like ladies
1: welcome to that would bang podcast a podcast where we talk debate and banter
0: about the content we watched that week but it doesn't stop there not only do we discuss these shows but we also come up with our own alternative storylines for them too I'm your co-host Adesi and I'm your co-host Patricia and we hope you enjoy the show just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax and enjoy.
1: Hi guys, welcome to That Woodbang podcast. You're joined by Patricia and Edessi. And we have a special guest. We have Benga, who is a friend of ours and a rapper, musician, as well as a filmmaker and producer, most known for his singles Sleep and Cherry Bee. He's been featured in Guap magazine and on GRM Daily. So thank you for coming.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to sit here and talk to you guys yeah (laughs) thank you
0: as we get started what has everyone watched on tv this week has anyone watched anything tv youtube amazon yeah oh bridgerton yeah what do you think of it
2: it's good did you like Like, it and yeah it's all right like it's um it's like shonda rhymes in it so you know just a lot of her kind of stuff is about (laughs) dysfunctional interracial relationships and stuff
0: mate everyone says this when you said Shonda I knew
1: that that's what you were gonna say <laughs>
2: to be fair outside of that I like the context of like the time that it's set in, and I've always like like those sort of is, is it like Tudor I don't know
0: it feels Victorian pre-Victorian just like a little bit before or during Victorian
2: I've always like, liked like those sort of those settings but I've always reimagined them in a place where like let's say black people are accepted in society but yeah like it's a good it's a good show There's a lot of um, physical action in it.
1: Bro, (laughs) physical action, spitting it lightly.
2: I think that's how it was at that time anyway, to be honest. It was like the world was just a free, weird place. But yeah, it's just a nice watch anyway. So what do you guys think?
0: I like Bridgerton. No, I liked it towards the end. When I first started it, I remember messaging Patricia and being like, this is like, this is cringe. Like, I just thought it felt like something Americans would like about British people. But then as I started, as I got into it, I started liking the storyline. I like the whole, I like Penelope. I like Eloise's character. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was, um, a good escape to the world as a whole. Cause it, it's so far removed from what our reality is. I was like, this is good vibes, man. It's chill. What about you, Patricia?
1: Yeah, I no, I really did like it. Because when Odessa messaged me, I was like, oh, did everyone overhype it? Is it not going to bang? And then I was watching it, I was like, no, nah, this is good. Give me more. I just really like the characters and the vibes and stuff. The Duke, I mean star of the show but let me not t- <laughs> talk too much about that but yeah
2: it was a really good show for me just to like kind of just like escape a little bit and it's been a while since i've had that Well, i'm liking yeah. anyway i'll finish it soon so
0: yeah i wonder, I wonder what you think of the ending because i feel like most people i've heard speak about Bridg- bridgerton are girls like you're the first guy who i've heard talk about it and say they like it so yeah, i'd love to know what you think you'll be interested what have you been watching adesala what have i been watching i watched i finished watching the crown Finally, to be honest, I watched season one. I I was like, this is I just I just don't think I have an interest for the old royal family. Then I tried to watch season two so I could watch in order, but then I got tired. I was like, you know what? Just show me Diana. All I wanted to see was Diana, and I tuned in season four. The whole thing is mad, but it got interesting towards the end. I thought they did really well, and I hope that the next. I think there's two seasons left. I hope we get to see like Harry and Meghan, William that whole vibe but that'll be
1: so juicy man it'll be juicy do you think megan will play megan she's got a netflix are you crazy no she will not (laughs) play megan that's what i watched this week what about you patrice oh patricia sorry (laughs) that nickname needs (laughs) to (laughs) die um i've been watching this is us and i'm not gonna lie to you i was watching it as i was doing my hair and i got to episode five and there was no there was no next episode so have i caught up
2: So what, are you on the new season?
1: Yeah, I just got to season five, episode five.
2: Oh, yeah. Next episode's coming out next week. I watched it this week. It was amazing.
0: Let's get into um, talking about Little Fires Everywhere. So just a brief introduction about the show. Um, Little Fires Everywhere is an eight part mini series or limited series on Amazon Prime, starring Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. And it follows the lives of Maya and Elena, two mothers who find their lives intertwined in this town called Shaker Heights. And we just watch their journey with their families and their children and discover what motherhood really means. But yeah, what did you guys think of it? Did you like the show? Did you not like the show?
1: I, I really enjoyed it. I think 10 out of 10, honestly. Like, it's been on my to-be-watched list for, like, a long time. So I was like, let me get into this. But I just thought there was so much drama. But I just kind of liked the complexity of it all. Like, there wasn't one character that I really liked, if that makes sense. Like, I just found myself siding with different people at different times. And I'd just be like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? It was just such... It was a roller coaster,
2: honestly. So yeah, like at first I was thinking, okay, cool. It's just like the comparison between like two different mothers, but then it got deeper to like, you know, the kids, how they identify with like their lives and um digging into like um Maya's past, but about how her daughter came to be. And especially when you see like secrets get exposed and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it just it just it's just a show that has like quite a lot of stuff to unpack. But mm. at first when you look at it, it seems like it's just two yeah. mothers like warring each other. <laughs> but there's a lot more. Especially when like like when Reese Witherspoon, she took a trip to like another city to New York. To New yeah. York. Mm. And then she, she went to see like an ex of hers. And did they they went back in time as well? They did like flashbacks mm. as well, didn't yeah. they?
1: Yeah, they did. When you deep it though, so like Elena, Reese's Reese Witherspoon's character, when you deep it, it's a lot to be thinking I have beef with someone in my town. Let me go and do investigation where I travel to another city to expose your secrets. That much investment in someone else's life is actually
0: a lot. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at that. To be honest, I feel like Elena or Reese Witherspoon's character reflected Karen. Elena reflects a, a part of society that they haven't got anything else to do. They're so invested in their like kids' lives or in their little community bubble that all they see is like anything that interrupts that they have to find out the route and it's just weird like Mm. it went from an interest to an obsession to like you've actually destroyed your family because of one woman and the woman she didn't really like I don't actually think Mia actually ruined her household Elena's fixation on it ruined the whole situation what do you guys think about that
2: yeah it was it's starting to get out of hand (laughs) you know what I mean it's like (laughs) and it's like little fires are like are growing and intensifying like episode Mm. after episode after episode, it's come to the point that it's destructing her husband and their like their relationship. But then when you think about it, it's like their relationship wasn't really even that great anyway, when you you know, because she Mm. had to like you know bear the burden of like taking on so much responsibility to raise the children whilst he was just like you know, the traditional man just like just focusing on work and like making money. At first, you see, like, Reese Weatherspoon as just, like, a normal person, but at the end of it, she's just, like, a monster. And it's, like, the devil makes work for, like, idle hands.
1: That's deep, bro. Wow.
2: (laughs) What did you think, Patricia?
1: I feel like I definitely agree. I feel like Elena's problem is that she wants to... I feel like she just wants to seem like the perfect family and she doesn't really care about the issues that the actual people in her family have, like she's always concerned about keeping up this appearance. Mm -hmm. And when Mia came in and they're rough around the edges, they're a little bit more free thinking. And I think when they saw Pearl or when she saw sort of Mia and Pearl kind of have such a different dynamic and such a different relationship, I just felt like she became so fixated on that and how it was so different from her own family that, like Odessa said, that obsession actually just... That just spiralled into a whole thing. And
0: she was definitely the cause of everything just ruining itself. She literally ruined her family. Like, she's the cause of all their problems. And it's sad because she thought she was the homemaker, the one who brought them all together, but she was the root. It's dodgy, man. But when you look at, like, the context of the show and everything, because it was adapted from a novel by um, this writer called Celeste Ng, and she grew up in shaker heights which is the community that little fires everywhere took place in and they they constantly provide um prided themselves in the fact that they had like the first integrated school in america and that's where they brought in the concept of race and i just thought it'd be really interesting to talk about like what your thoughts on were regarding race in the show
1: i feel like elena was definitely like a carrot i feel like They're kind of like, (laughs) no, but you know, like you get those white liberals, but they're like full of microaggressions. Like I felt like every time she used to talk to me, I should just be saying some wild things. and I'd be like, you don't even realize what you're saying right now. Mm. But speaking of race, yeah, I feel like I kind of want to know what you guys' thoughts are on Brian I think his name is Brian so it was Lexi's boyfriend who was black and also Pearl because I clocked a few things and I was like I don't really want to like overdo it but I don't know what you guys thought about the way they they kind of interacted sometimes
2: I was um, thinking why is he still there <laughs> yeah not you not even on the whole like you know bashing like interracial relationships or anything but I just mm. felt like he did feel uncomfortable and I I feel like he they only hooked up because like he couldn't find anyone else that related to him like that. To be fair, at the, like in the space that he was in, but yeah, their relationship was a bit was a bit weird. It felt a little bit like a a little bit of like a fetish.
0: Yeah, I agree, but I think their relationship. I just see isn't it Brian, right? I see Brian as someone who um was just playing the game. Like he's in an majority white environment quote unquote and he just needed to do what he needed to do to get into college or to be seen as successful in school so he went with the prize prize girl in the school did everything he did laughed at all their jokes but then slowly realized I think mainly when Mia's family got involved that this can't run like I can't keep entertaining this facade just so that I can get ahead because it's detrimental to himself and how he views or how black people are viewed or what people allow to pass or run. And I just thought it was really interesting how they covered that. I thought it was cool.
2: I think one of the points where he realized that he can't be playing this game no more is when um, um when Elena's daughter, yeah let's see she she based her her homework on um Mia, mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. she? And he, he clocked it and he was like, "Rob, boy, if you don't say anything I'm gonna say something soon. You know, <laughs> which is pretty
0: that's true when he took was it when she um based her college essay on Pearl's like experience as if she's been through struggles I feel like that was the most ironic
1: thing <laughs> it was not cool but I feel like Loki like what you said at a lot I just don't feel like I completely agree just because like obviously he was calling out Lexi for like stealing her college essay and stuff like that and he was doing all this talk to then not break up with her like you're actually complicit in everything that she's doing. I didn't see the point of him bringing it up and just being like this, I can't respect you for what you're doing, but all she would have to do is be like, oh, I want to make out with you. And he'd be like, yeah, like, sure, let's let's hook up now. I just felt like, I don't, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, his principles weren't really there, like regardless of the game he was trying to play, probably like down the line. But, but there were like times where he'd be talking to like Pearl, like
0: everything went over her head. I just think it was one of those things that he identified with Pearl, but Pearl didn't identify with him because he was just like, I think he was always trying to make, you know, those situations where you're a minority and you see another black person who's like, you know what, you get it. But she didn't get it because he's, he's, it's just a bit interesting to see his approach. So I just genuinely believe that he didn't recognize how far removed from the community that he his his character was. And it was just... just weird to see essentially
2: I feel like Pearl didn't really have a sense of identity Mm. I don't think she really knew what that meant because it's deep when you think about like how she felt like Elena was more of a mum to her than Mia was and like they're always moving always going and I think they were about to like move again and it's just like doesn't really she doesn't really have like a sense of identity
1: I do feel like it's kind of peaked that she didn't have anywhere to sort of call home like the amount of time she had to move but I just I just found it interesting that like obviously Mia was a little bit more conscious like every time she would speak to Elena she would kind of talk about being black and like, how things kind of affected her being black So I just found it interesting that Pearl didn't necessarily have the same,
0: the same kind of consciousness or like. I would put it down to age, essentially. So like, I grew up in a white environment and I didn't, I knew I was black, but I didn't really, I didn't really, I don't have to describe it. I didn't really talk about my race that much because there was no one to really help me and there was no one who was like being aware and woke wasn't a thing so you just do life as if like because that's your life experience and it's only like as you get older and you develop a stronger sense of consciousness that you're able to like really express how you feel but I think before then you're just trying to fit in you just want people to like you and you do whatever it takes to get there and that's that's kind of what I saw it but there's also um themes of like class and motherhood and in there so what would you guys say about what would you guys say about motherhood like who do you think was the better mum do you know I was thinking about this I don't think
1: you could actually do who's the better mum or who's the worst mum or could just be like she's a bad mum she's a good mum I just don't think it's I don't think it's as black and and white as that like Especially when you like go into like Mia and Elena's past and you see like why they are the way they are, like especially Elena. Before we went into her past, I just said, let me write off this character. She is evil. But then you start to see her having to raise like what four young kids by herself with no support from her husband. Kind of all the pressures she had to be like a good mum. It's no wonder that she kind of ended up looking like this Stepford wife slash mum and wanted to make everything perfect. Because boy, I can't imagine raising four young kids, like, on my own. So, yeah, I don't know if I could really say, like, who was the best mother. It's just very dependent on the context, yeah, of their families. Why, do you feel like... Adesla, do you feel like someone
0: was the better mum? I don't know. I just feel like... <laughs> everyone's being sympathetic to elena i get it but no one you, who sent you to do that you didn't have to do it that's how i'll see it as like she had the choice to marry the guy she was in love with but she said she wanted a stable life this is the consequence of what you chose maybe i'll be shady maybe i'm being mean but i'm just thinking like elena like i understand like when she had postnatal depression with her final child like that's deep and i i get it but you had the options, but you always choose you choose what people you think people would like of you rather than what's actually better. And I thought she was a bit jarring. Whereas Mia, she's problematic, but I genuinely think she has love for her children. She doesn't want them to be who who she wants them to be. She wants mm. her to be who she is.
2: In terms of like Elena's motherhood and like what you both mentioned, it's like core. Cool. You can sympathize with um elena because of what she's been through mm. but it's like what she's been through is like due to the relationship of like class because
0: mm.
2: it's like she couldn't be with let's say like the man she wanted to be because i don't think like she's like like her, her class wouldn't be like really that stable What well, he was like a journalist wasn't he yeah
0: he was
1: just starting out though
2: starting out and cool he's he's a freelancer you know, so I mean like <laughs> ladies, like cool. If there's if there's a guy that's like, I don't know, like he's he's like our oh, age, like six figure in that. And then there's a guy he's like, oh yeah, like man's just like doing some work experience with the guardian. Like, or oh, no, maybe not work experience. No, I'm not gonna do my man like that. It's just start it's just he's just starting out at a young age, it's so mad like the decisions that we make at this age and how they're gonna really like impact our lives. But you know, you kind of maybe because she's come from like a place where like, you know, everything's set in stone and um, you know what's going to be like the right option. She was just a bit like scared and insecure about making a decision that would, let's say, take her away from the class that she's been in and the class that she aspires to be in. So what Mia, in terms of class, I don't even know like what she is. <laughs> but I think she just isn't. She I don't think any ism. Um, applies to her I think she's just like free-spirited but I don't know I feel like the free-spirited thing kind of affected Pearl a little bit because it's like you know I don't know as a as a as a as a child I feel like you still need some structure from your parent yeah and, you do and I feel like Mia was just sometimes just too free-spirited you know like cool Let's see, came to her due to the abortion and stuff like that and at one moment She's like, oh, it's all good. And then the next moment, she she got mad at her and kicked her out of the house. And stuff, it's <laughs> like, pick one size. You know what I mean? Just too volatile. <laughs> you know? Um, but you, know. I mean, you could understand why. It's because, like, like, you're bringing all your problems to my doorstep whilst your mom's causing me <laughs> stress. But yeah, I just, mm, yeah, everyone has those problems.
1: Nah, I feel like what you said about being free spirited, I definitely hear that because I think it was when. Mia had that photo or that painting worth so much money and obviously she kept it for sentimental reasons, but when you when you're taking your house your your family and your daughter from like house to house, place to place, and you're you're not giving them a stable home, you're growing up poor, they only have one wall, I think you have a duty of care for your daughter and your family to be like, let me actually give them the life that they deserve. So yeah, I just feel like that was selfish to a certain extent. And I feel like
0: Mia could have done a lot better um, for her and Pearl, so. I hear that, I agree. Was there any characters that you guys related to the most? Okay, out of all the characters, who was your favourite? Who did you like, or, yeah?
2: But...
1: I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't think there was anyone I
0: really, really liked. Really?
2: Yeah, I'm not like a mother or anything.
0: Um <laughs> what about any of the kids? Any of the kids. I like I liked Moody. Oh, I liked no. Moody. I liked Izzy. She was quite
1: annoying sometimes, but I liked her spirit. I think Izzy was a good character. I think she had the most
0: integrity.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Defo, definitely. She knew herself. She mm. knew she was.
0: I felt really bad for her as well. Yeah. They're calling her Ellen DeGeneres in
1: school. I think that's just mean. I was basically just gonna say I liked Izzy's relationship with Mia. I felt like they had a lot in common, but it wasn't forced. It wasn't like the way Elena tried to like, use Pearl to spite Mia. It very Mm. much felt like they developed an organic relationship because they actually could identify with each other. And I felt like Izzy especially needed Mia in her life. Like even just like when it came down to like her sexuality and just being like, like deviating from like the norms and what people expect of you. I felt like they really resonated with each other.
2: Yeah. Ada Sola, what do you what do you think?
0: Well, I'm I'm sticking with Moody, um the kid that liked Pearl first, the brother. I just felt like he was a good guy. He actually genuinely liked her and he got shagged by his own family. And I'm just like, no one rates you. Pearl doesn't rate you and she went for I don't even know why she liked the older brother. Like I was so confused as to why that happened. So Moody is the person that I felt that he never really got his His happy ending or he never really got any form of happiness in the show and I just want him I just want him to be happy where that's all I want
2: (laughs) oh gosh who would I pick um I think I have to pick the journalist you know
0: Mm, (laughs) the the man
2: yeah I have to pick my man still doing it for the (laughs) freelance brothers I can't lie because he was like when you think about it he was Everyone else in the show doesn't know who they want or what they want, but my own was always sure about what he wanted. Yeah. He moved to New York, he moved away from that area. And what? Alay- what did Elena? Alay- oh wait, did Elena break his heart again?
0: No, she just used him.
2: Just used him again.
0: Yeah. All right, cool,
2: he's not my guy no more.
0: No, but he said no to her. He did. He did stop.
2: he said, he said no to her, innit? He? So yeah. yeah, look, power, power to him. So I'm gonna go. With, <laughs> I'm gonna go with him because I can't pick Mia and I can't pick Elena. But yeah, oh gosh, sorry guys. Like thinking about the show again, there's just so much more to like unwrap. Like you have yes. the um you have uh you have the Asian lady who BB Chow. What's her name again?
1: BB Chow. Why are you saying her surname? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who they called her. They're always like, Oh, BB Chow. So I was just like <laughs> it felt like one word to me. <laughs> you,
2: you, you had you had characters like that and you had mm. characters like um me um what was it like a lecturer sort of? They were they kind of had like a it was like a love interest at the same time, wasn't she?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Pauline, Pauline, Pauline. Pauline.
2: Um, yeah, like so many different characters.
0: Just quickly though,
1: one last thing. But like, Bibi Chow, that whole court case situation. Did we think Bibi needed to be reunited with her daughter, or did we think the adoptive parents? I think Linda. Did did we think that she the baby should have stayed with? with them.
0: BB he, uh,
2: left her in the boat still.
0: <laughs> no, but she was struggling, man. Everyone I don't feel like I think personally, I feel like BB should never have had a um I don't know how to describe it, BB should have always had the baby, but I just think her scenario and the fact that she wasn't illegal immigrant made everything a hundred times harder for her. And leaving her in the cold was probably the smarter option than getting her put in like foster care or something like that but I just felt that Elena's best friend who was after the baby the whole time and said that she could raise the baby perfectly she didn't want a Chinese baby she just wanted a baby and she didn't recognize that Raising a child who's a different culture or ethnicity to you comes with its own challenges. And, like, having a fortune cookie party for their first birthday is racist. <laughs> it's problematic.
1: Those microaggressions. So, yes. My- <laughs> what do you think, Benga?
2: Yes, I think BB Child should have definitely um, kept her baby. I thought, like, if it was a thing where, like, let's say BB Child is not in the picture, that means, look, allow Elena's friend to, you know have the baby in it but mm. if Baby child is trying to like get her baby back and it hasn't been that long since you know the baby was born and you know whatnot, that means she should definitely have the case especially if, like, if the mother's dead the mother's dead the mother she came out of the mother now so you know what i mean so it's hers it's, it's, i don't even know why there was a the case for it it was like it was like this little it's like these like acting like that's not the mother you know what i mean like she didn't give birth to her because if she did have like her papers and stuff it would be a lot simpler she would have had access to, like, support, funding, you know, housing.
0: You're right. Patricia, what did you think about Bibi Chow?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like I just agree with Benga, to be honest. I felt like, fair enough, she might not have been in, like, the best situation, but leaving her child out in the cold rather than, like, having to watch her die in a cold flat, I mean, that is the merciful thing to do, even if it is, like, hard, a hard decision to make, but it's she was like in a better place. Like she had a more stable job. She had a place to live and she was the mother of the child. So I don't even understand how they were like, I can see you're the mother, but we're just going to leave her with two white, a white couple that don't even take into consideration the child's race. And I felt like the lawyers knew that as well. They knew that people like BB just wouldn't win. And that's because the situation was stacked against her with her being like an immigrant and poorer than the family. But One thing I will say is I didn't like the fact that Mia instigated something that they both weren't necessarily ready to take on. They kind of just rolled with the punches and it was kind of like you've now said BB Child's daughter is here but now how is she supposed to see her child and then it just caused such a messy situation if that makes sense. You can't tell someone here's your child and then be like but no don't don't go and try and see them or don't like burst into like the little party like you can't. Get her hopes up and then have that taken away from her i think that was really cruel of mia to do off her own back without letting bb chow know and then starting this whole thing that just messed her up in the end because she just didn't
0: get her child back until she had to steal her so i love it <laughs> i love she stole it but i was so happy for her <laughs> that's why i love the show there's so many layers to unpick on it and so many the more you talk about it the more that it just expands and expands but we do have to move on to the second part of the podcast. Um, yeah, we've had a good conversation. I can't even lie. It's been juicy. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: We're moving on to the second half of the podcast, where Odessi and I take a scene from the show and come up with our own versions of what should have happened. Our guests will pick their favorite, And you guys can join in using the hashtag TWBpod.
0: Magician Wright wrote two alternative versions of what could have happened if Mia didn't run away with the baby straight away.
1: You know, the scene where Mia's at the payphone and she makes a decision to leave. It was kind of like, what were the alternative versions that could have happened that wasn't what actually happened, if that makes sense. So that's what we've kind of used as the inspiration. And then that's what's informed these alternative scenes that we've made.
0: Patricia, why don't you give a bit of context for your scene before before we listen to it actually.
1: <laughs> so my scene is basically where, so Mia's on the payphone and she's considering running away, but she decides not to. The scene begins with Mia at a payphone, heavily pregnant and getting ready to run away. She is about to tell Joe and Madeline, the father and mother who paid her to be a surrogate, that she's miscarried, but pauses before deciding against it. She makes an excuse and hangs up and returns to their home, determined to do the right thing. Losing her brother, her lover Pauline and her family disowning her makes me more possessive of the child she carries, which only becomes worse when she gives birth. (laughs) Being the baby's biological mother causes tension between her and Madeline and Mia becomes close friends with Joe. (laughs) Maddie catches Mia whispering and confiding in Joe and accuses her of stealing her man and her baby and they have a heated argument until Mia crosses a line and is slapped by Maddie. Joe rushes to check if Mia is okay, concerned for her and the child. An awkward silence ensues and Mia is raging. The scene cuts to Mia driving away with her packed bags and baby in the back seat. Mia changes her last name and renames the child to Pearl. Maddie is inconsolable, Joe is betrayed, and they try hard to track down Mia to no avail because Mia and Pearl now live from place to place and drive a new car, thanks to the money from Mia agreeing to be a surrogate. So that's Patricia's one. I know that was juicy Benga. I know you're feeling it. you were in the hole. Mm, <laughs> mm. Yeah. But <laughs> so,
2: like, I closed my eyes to imagine it all. And like when I heard like the slap, like, ooh. <laughs> all
0: right. So <laughs> before before you discuss your thoughts on Patricia's, um, let's um also put mine in. So to give some context for mine, um, Mia decides to have the baby, she decides to stay with the, um, ryan's family and we see her journey from that so after the payphone she calls them and decides to stay with them essentially mia's in a hysterical state after her brother's funeral we see her at a payphone calling the ryans to say that she can't do this anymore they start to panic and talk her out of doing anything rash they drive down to meet her and invite her to stay with them so she can clear her head during her time there The Ryans barely check in on her mental health. Instead, they try and control other aspects of her life for the sake of the baby. Although Mia's numb, she can't help but recognise how manipulative they're being. One evening, Mia walks into Miss Ryan whispering on the phone and she's telling Pauline to stop calling the house. That's the final straw. Mia's furious. She blows up at them, screaming and shouting smashing things but halfway through her waters break and she's rushed into she gives birth to a beautiful baby the ryan's have got what they wanted and try and laugh it off and apologize to mia for their uptightness but she can't help but feel used and betrayed the doctors send the ryan's home whilst they monitor both mia and the baby overnight at that moment mia realizes that she can't leave them in charge of her daughter. She grabs her bag, sneaks into the baby ward and smuggles Pearl out of the hospital. The next day, there's police officers everywhere. Mia's face is plastered all over the news but both she and the baby are nowhere to be found. So yeah, that's the second one.
1: That was good, Adessi.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So, Venga... (laughs) You've had the chance to listen to both of them. Before you before you pick a winner, what are your thoughts? What do you think? What did you think of them?
2: Yeah, like, I really liked both of them. I liked the sound effects that you guys used. <laughs> I like how both of them kind of have a sort of like chase element. You know, both kind of like, both stories kind of show how Mia's kind of stuck to kind of try to integrate with like the families and try to see if it's going to work. And how both of them, both situations have their own... Um, respective like tensions like the slap and then like the argument and Mia like feeling like she's been used oh both two good pictures <laughs> I hard <start laughs> to really i got to kind of compare like what sort of kind of like ending I like what with Patricia's one I'm gonna ask you a question so is it that let's say the surrogate family they they stop chasing chasing Mia and Paul.
1: Nah, like, they're act- they're actively trying to find out where she is. I feel like the betrayal that Joe felt, as well as the hatred that Maddie felt for Mia, is what keeps... is what makes them want to try and find
0: their child and Mia. I have a question for you, Patricia. Mm. Mm, all the questions are coming to me now. I have a question for you, Patricia. <laughs> feel free to ask me questions as well. But my question for you is, after Mia runs away with the baby, i are- are um Joe and his wife still gonna stay together because Mia kind of caused a wedge in their relationship. So would they still both look for the baby? I think so, because I
1: think one thing I really wanted to do with my alternative scene is that Mia and Joe's relationship wasn't romantic. It wasn't it wasn't transgress like transgressing anything. It was literally just a friendship and I think At the end of it, at the end of the day, Joe and Maddie do stay together. I think it's just like one of those arguments where it's just like, "Raw, what was going on?" (laughs) But
0: they end up fine. (laughs) Um, Does anyone have any questions for me about my pitch at all?
2: Is it is it is more of a kind of like a police sort of chase, and it's like, are they like talent? Like, let's say, like state by state, this has like become like a kind of a news sort of situation because I think in the in the original series like it did make a kind of case didn't it or sort of like it did hit the news
0: well in the original series I don't think it hit the news because I just felt like I think that whole process of what they asked her to do was really dodgy like it didn't seem like anything was on like if they wanted a baby that much they should have done it properly with a proper surrogate legally and they literally just paid her cash in hand and I thought it was a bit dodge. so for me I saw it as like this was a, the news, the news is coming, everyone's involved because she literally stole a baby from the hospital. And even though she is the biological mother, she's technically kidnapped the child. So that's how I saw it, essentially. I have a question then. Okay. So
1: how do you like envision the show changing off the back of that? Because obviously in the original, there isn't really any police involvement. But if you have like, if you have the fact that Elena is trying to dig into Mia's past, combined with the fact that Mia has kidnapped a child and there's going to be police involvement, then that adds a little bit of stickiness (laughs) to, like, the situation.
0: I think that... I would have just seen it as like Mia changing her name, changing her identity, like the way she's already been living is as if you're on the run anyway, you're under the radar. So I would have just seen it as a complete like change of identity and you go off the grid and people still babies. Well, in America, they still babies like all the time. So I just thought it's just one of them cases.
1: (laughs) But I'm just like, sorry, I'm just thinking of the fact here in the original. Yeah, Mia. No, no, no. Elena actually ends up talking to the family on the phone, so if she knows who Mia is now and they know who Mia was, is that not a
0: way to then get her caught? Well, then that's 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 a new <laughs> chapter of the story, isn't it? I was there to do a little pitch, mate.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just really had
0: to get to the crux no. of that, you know. No, it's all right, it's all right. Vogue, are you thinking? Have you got any questions? No,
2: it's me? just, it's no, I ain't got no more. Care. I'm just still thinking about what's i got to pick my favourite one, it's hard.
0: It's okay, you don't need to be scared. My one was better, it's all right, don't worry. Patricia and I will both, before you pick, we're going to give a little 10-second um, pitch of why we think you should pick ours. Hopefully that will help shape your decision. If the pitch is, if it doesn't wow you, it's all right. Just go with what your heart is saying. I don't want to pressure you, but just just think about where your heart is beating go with that pitch in it so patricia You're since going your pitch first. Is first, <laughs> oh, for the love of first since love your of pitch is first i'm gonna put a 10 second timer on my phone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, i'm scared i'm even scared this part always gives you anxiety you know <laughs> 10 second time uh, on my phone are you ready no i'm not actually but we'll all, right. Go. all right all right three two
1: one go I think you should pick my scene because it stays true to the elements of the show, but it explores who should be a mother and who has the right over a child's life. And it still has a lot of tension and drama. It's over.
0: Your 10 seconds is up.
1: mm You proper cut me off, boy.
2: <laughs> you got a time hurting now.
1: Of course. I've already got that up. <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adesala. Right. 10 seconds begins now.
0: Pick mine because it's exciting. There's room for drama. There's police involvement. There's room for so much to happen. And we get to see Mia in a new light. Elena will see lots of much... I'm thi- right, it's waffling. It's enough. It's enough,
1: it's
0: enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't it's even enough. speak English
0: in the last two seconds. <laughs> you do. It for the And we love it. <laughs> you do it a lot. You I do was doing for the, for the But it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so, Venga, with all this information you've gotten, mm. what's your heart saying?
2: I feel like... I'm going to have to go to Patricia's one. Yes, come on. Because I feel like I like the whole kind of, let's say, I don't know if it's wrong to say, but I like the whole kind of like jungle justice thing, the whole jungle justice vigilante type of thing that, let's say, like the surrogate parents would take on instead of the police, because, you know, Mm -hmm. police are like Babylon and that. So um, obviously, not even because of that, but I just feel like, I feel like two people chasing one person makes the story longer than like a whole police force and especially like how kind of Joe and let's say Mia I don't know I could just I could I don't know I could just imagine so much going on like maybe like Joe picks a side and he said all right cool Mia let's you know like take Pearl Mm
0: -hmm, and mm -hmm. then
2: like that could even be like a very genuine thing or he's just kind of like going to like um, betray her and be like, nah, I'm going to be with Maddie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it takes, I feel like the chase becomes a bit longer when it's just like two people trying to find, let's say um, a mother and daughter state by state and stuff. And there's a lot of kind of, let's say, there's a lot of space to see how, joe and maddie's relationship um go uh, evolves you know it could be like breakdowns it could be you know they get closer you know yeah so both come with like both come with like their own like you know pros and cons to be fair like the police chase is crazy because that's like that's like high speed action like a lot of kind of like can you imagine kerry washington just like like running you know I mean like she's actually like physically running like I feel like that's what it kind of involves and it's like it sounds like very very exciting um but with like the original show I feel like the show is like very like subtle and so like kind of like calmly paced even though that's a lot of like mad things going on but yeah um... both 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 is amazing I can't lie man it was very hard to pick
1: you're a man of taste and you're a man of class and I love that wow you know I love that
0: it's all right you know I've done I can't lie, I'm hurting, I'm burning. I thought my idea was good. I wasn't even going to lie, I'm very shocked. But Patricia's was good, so I'm not going to hold it against her or you, but that's what you want, that's what you want, isn't it? Like, Why do you sound like you're you. I'm not even upset, I'm not. <laughs> I am dead. But to everyone listening, if you think Benga made the right decision, let us know. Or if you feel like I should have won, make up make sure we know at us at the twb pod on instagram and on twitter or you can drop an email saying what you think should have happened that would be cool at that would bang pod at gmail.com but as a whole i feel like that's it for today's episode man episode, that was man. good guys we <laughs> really could
2: talk about the show i've enjoyed it a lot more
0: <laughs> i think i think it was sweet it was sweet um Benga, do you wanna do you wanna plug yourself or anything before we before we tap out?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, my name's Benga. Um I mean you can find my music. Um just searching G B N G A on Spotify and Apple on social media on Benga 3K. And yeah, like um a lot a lot of stuff should be coming out this year.
0: Love that. We love it. Make sure you check out his staff, his music. I say he has a very distinctive style and he's going to blow. He'll blow. We're just we're waiting here first. So you saw him here on that with bag first, you know. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Um, you can follow me at Adiadesi, and you can follow me at double underscore PDVR. Um, until next week, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. that's it for today's episode guys
1: we hope you enjoyed it and if you did follow us at the twb pod on instagram and twitter or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag
0: #TWBPod. if you like what you heard follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify the acast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts if you love what you heard drop a rating and a cheeky review